This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. The ambitious goal set out by the Obama administration to complete negotiations this year with the European Union on the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, or TTIP, may have just got more complicated. That after Greenpeace leaked what the group calls secret documents showing the positions of U.S. and EU negotiators. Greenpeace says the documents show that the U.S. is trying to get the EU to back off its precautionary principle in favor of a more lenient attitude toward things like biotechnology. But there are a few specifics in the leaked text and plenty of broad statements, like one of the agriculture sector in which the U.S. calls for encouraging and supporting research and education to develop innovative new agriculture products and strategies that address global challenges related to the production of abundant, safe, and affordable food, feed, fiber, and energy. A spokesman for the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative slammed third-party analysis, saying, while the U.S. does not comment on the validity of alleged leaks, the interpretations being given to these texts appear to be misleading at best and flat-out wrong at worst. TTIP will preserve, not undermine, our strong consumer, health, and environmental standards and position the U.S. and the EU to work together to push standards higher around the world. We look forward to having a fact-based discussion about what TTIP seeks and does not seek to achieve. Rice makes its TTIP case. The next round of U.S.-EU negotiations won't be held until July, but the USA Rice Federation got to make its case for increased access to European buyers during last week's meetings in New York City. USA Rice Chairman Dow Brantley huddled with U.S. negotiators before the meeting started, and Kristen Dayton, the group's policy manager, made a presentation to both sides. Dayton said the EU imports many types of rice grown in the U.S., but employs a complex tariff regime that hurts our export interests. Tariff eliminations on all U.S. exports to the EU are a key objective for U.S. negotiators. Indiana holds the fate of the Stop Trump effort. Today's Indiana primary may be one of the last real chances for Republicans who are opposed to Donald Trump from stopping him locking up the nomination before the Cleveland Convention. Indiana is widely considered to be one of the most hospitable states left on the calendar for Texas Senator Ted Cruz. But he still has been trailing Trump by an average of 9% in recent polls, that according to Real Clear Politics. The trade issue cuts both ways in Indiana. Although the state's farmers benefit from exports of corn, soybeans, and pork, Trump has appealed to anger about the state's losses in manufacturing jobs. Meanwhile, Representative Marlon Stutzman, a fourth-generation farmer and Tea Party favorite who is one of the most vocal proponents for removing nutrition programs from the Farm Bill, is trying to defeat fellow House member Todd Young for the GOP Senate nomination. Indiana Republican leaders are said to be wary of a repeat of what happened in 2012 when another Tea Party favorite, Richard Murdoch, knocked off incumbent Richard Luger and then lost the general election race. The winner of today's primary will face former Democratic Representative Baron Hill. The incumbent, Dan Coats, is retiring. The USDA boosts funding to combat antibiotic resistance. The Obama administration continues to focus its efforts on reducing the threat of antibiotic-resistant germs often found in the food supply. The USDA announced yesterday it's adding another $6 million in funding for research. In a release, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is quoted saying, 
Through our antimicrobial resistance action plan, the USDA is leading the way to better understand how antibiotic resistance develops, find alternatives to antibiotics, and educate people on practices that reduce the need for antibiotics. Make sure you check out the full story by AgriPulse's Whitney Froman Cook. Rural Electric Group brings concerns to Capitol Hill. The National Rural Electric Cooperative Association is in D.C. this week for its annual legislative conference. Beyond the closed-door co-op policy meetings, members are hitting the hill to deliver their concerns to lawmakers. Among the actions being called for by the group that represents more than 900 electric co-ops is legislation to improve federal land management practices in order to cut down on the risk of fires where utilities have operating rights. A spokesman for the group said streamlining federal government management practices on these federal lands will make it easier for electric co-ops to maintain safety and reliability by performing needed vegetation management to prevent threats to power lines and respond to emergencies. Another priority for the co-op is an extension of the geothermal tax credit under the tax code. The spokeswoman said, highly efficient ground source heat pumps deserve tax parity with other alternative energy sources like wind and solar that had their tax incentives extended in 2015. President Obama makes a new TPP argument. Yesterday, President Barack Obama put out a new argument in favor of the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Pact, echoing a theme popular with his cabinet members in recent months. If the U.S. doesn't lead the way in trade, China will and the communist country won't do it in a way that Americans will like. Speaking in an opinion piece published by the Washington Post, President Obama warned that China was already gathering countries together to form a broad trade pact while the fate of the TPP is uncertain because of opposition in the U.S. Congress. President Obama said, quote, As we speak, China is negotiating a trade deal that would carve up some of the fastest-growing markets in the world at our expense, putting American jobs, businesses, and goods at risk. He continued, This past week, China and 15 other nations met in Australia with a goal of getting their deal, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, done before the end of the year. Oxfam America to the USDA. Keep your peanuts. Oxfam America and more than 60 other organizations sent a letter to USDA yesterday calling for the immediate cancellation of a planned shipment of U.S. peanuts to Haiti. In the letter, the group said, while the gesture may be well-intentioned, this program stands to become the latest in a long history of U.S.-sponsored programs that have destabilized Haiti's agriculture sector, driving the nation further into poverty while increasing its dependence on foreign aid. Peanuts play a central role in Haiti's economy and are a critical foundation of its food security and food sovereignty. Oxfam America said the 500 metric ton shipment would have devastating consequences for at least half a million rural people in Haiti, especially women whose livelihoods depend on peanuts and the production chains to make manba, which is Haitian peanut butter. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 3rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.